Welcome to the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. And today, go, my guests are Terry Torito, Brett LaCoy. Hey, guys. What's up, man? <laughs> so a lot of people had some news yesterday about uh, Boy, one of the big I players in the mortgage industry. Big texts come through yesterday, and I forwarded off to both you guys last night. I was like, look at this. <laughs> Fun stuff, right? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. And it wasn't just you two, because I had a number of uh, real estate agents saying, hey, what's going on? Because... Uh, you know, the, the consensus in the market, if you watch the news, is what? Well, the know, world is coming to an sky's end. Sky's falling, right? Sky's <laughs> falling. Interest rates are high. You know, right. home sales are low. Right. And then, real quick, we're talking about Wells Fargo, right? Yes, we yeah, are. I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to get... You know, main thing is understanding where we are really at, you know, and understanding what the market's doing. Um, you know, Wells Fargo uh, had a plan. Their business model was to get to 50% market share. That's what they wanted to do, right? That's ambitious. Bu- that's very ambitious, that's right? That's very that ambitious. That was their literal goal. So, so on top of it, so Terry, you found this yesterday. Let's, I'm going to read yeah. the headline. Some, in the you, first paragraph. some of you bank at Wells Fargo out there, some of you have your home loan with Wells Fargo out there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, here it is, directly off the CFPB's website. You can all look this up on the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau website. CFPB orders Wells Fargo to pay $3.7 billion for widespread mismanagement of auto loans, mortgages, and deposit accounts. Company repeatedly misapplied loan payments, wrongfully foreclosed on homes and illegally repossessed vehicles incorrectly assessed fees and interest, charged surprise overdraft fees, along with other illegal activity affecting over 16 million consumer accounts. So that's the real reason why they are dipping out of the correspondent lending that's side. That's it. Right? So they a little have, bit of trouble. <laughs> they have some trouble. Um, they already have had, so it's a down market, right? So right. many, many companies downsized, layoffs, you know, did all of this stuff and they're reorganizing to get liquidity back and so forth. So that announcement came last night and then you look at what happened. So yeah, they had to do something. They had to get out of it. I mean, let's face it, you know, in our market specifically, how many times, uh, you know, if you talk to a real estate agent, they would literally say, hey, you know, uh, we got a Wells Fargo application or pre-approval letter. Right. Can you uh, talk to these people and, you know, cause they, they just struggled getting sellers to see, they see that name, Wells Fargo on there. Right. And it just, it was the perception. So not only did they have a bad perception of not being able to close on time and do other things, now you have things like this come up. So they just <laughs> knew right off the bat, they're not gonna get right. able to, so. I mean, it went into saying you guys, I mean, unlawfully repossessed vehicles um the foreclosures and you know and bungled borrowers accounts improperly denied mortgage modifications illegally charged surprise overdraft fees so if people don't watch their accounts you know right or they get their account frozen yeah like they you know you would go their accounts you would they had they seen some kind of uh payment or deposit from somewhere else they would just freeze the money up and then they couldn't use it right and guess what? Now they missed their housing payment because they the money they can't access right. the money, right? So it's, it, you know, they did 
so much so bad incorrectly and you know and what does that say you know you know after years of working in the financial industry that i've i have from on the auto side from the auto side to now the mortgage side and seeing how they've always worked and you know their business model was and a lot of people get in the business this way is as you know come on in work in a entry-level job and we move you up the ladder so if you work well you can you move up and that's what many people what do right many companies do. but i think sometimes you move people that because you got you're not it's all about pay scale right right so if you're not paying very high in the first place for these lower jobs you know you have people moving around or moving out of the industry faster than you can elevate so you start elevating some people faster and then that's where mistakes start getting made when you're really handing your financing and on top of it wells had some really deep programs you remember a few years ago when they talked about all the uh like people were just like i didn't know i had that account both and they were setting up accounts for people oh yeah that's right remember because it would be they would be like hey if you can get so many accounts signed up, yep. you would get a bonus. A perk, yeah. Right, a sure. perk, right? Perk, bonus, whatever. So people were setting up accounts, like way to save savings, account number two. Sure. You know, and just literally setting up accounts We were for getting people. applications. I'm like, why do you have five savings accounts? I didn't <laughs> I, know I had five savings accounts. <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> anyway, so, you know to to deep dive into that and understand that's where it happened and not that it's oh the mortgage industry is just wiping people out i mean obviously they have way big overhead because they're, well, they're a huge i mean they're, they're thousand huge. employees right. they're oh off. they're I mean, yeah they're they're huge but it's not they got caught doing something bad right that's they, that's again. more yeah again again. Yeah, again again that's that's kind of the takeaway from this it's not that oh now the sky is really falling no right. it's, it's they they were doing bad stuff and they got caught right so what that means for all the other players is it, it really helps it really helps people yeah. like us because we Absolutely. don't have the competition right it's less competition that's out there so that helps us as on our industry. It's kind of what we tell our clients, the cheapest isn't always the, the best. best. No. Right, right. No. That's right. So, I mean, the, the, the main point of this is to, you know, when we're talking to our real estate partners or, you know, anybody that's listening out there is just to understand that, you know, that's where it really came from. Because I was watching the news this morning um, and waiting to see what, and there isn't anybody talking from mainstream media about this oh, no. from oh. CFPB. Mm-mm. They're just talking about how the mortgage industry and how the home, the home, the real estate industry is, you know, down and yeah. like how it's affecting so many other things. So it's funny how it's like, like I said, even in my feed this morning, like that would be a pretty big topic to talk about. It's all getting brushed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, let's not talk about that. Well, it's, 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 you know, it's easier to just go back on the, the narrative that we've had recently about how, you know, how bad the industry is and how about, and, and so forth. So that's, you know, I don't know about you. Well, I'm fairly certain both of you guys are fielding calls. Like, well, is this a good time to buy a home? Right. 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 Well, it's always a good time to buy a home. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, right now, nobody's shopping and right. rates are actually going down. Right. So we've had the fluctuation where we've seen the really big spike, you know, and last year it just rose all year and we had a big spike right before 
you know, I think going into November, October, September, October, November, then all of a sudden they came back down and they've been kind of, they, you know, they fluctuate a bit. If you look at the 10 year treasury, I think today, somewhere around three and a half. Um, and that's where it's really what's going to dictate, mm-hmm. you know, where rates are, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, I've been talking to a lot of my clients, you know, lately is it's, it's, you know, we do not hold a crystal ball. Um, no. We don't know what rates are going to do come the end of this year. But if you listen to like the Barry Habibs of the world and some other people, I mean, we, we do see in the future, whether it's six months from now, whether it's 18 months from now, it's somewhere in the next couple of years where we're going to see it where it actually levels off. You know, obviously we've talked about in previous podcasts about the inflation um, and so forth. So they keep raising the rates to to stave that off. Well, even if they keep raising rates and might, the housing might come down on this side, this side's still going to go up, but housing rates are going to come down. Well, and Brandon, you were, you were explaining it to me a little bit. Um, Like just what's going on right now in like the stock market. Where is everybody putting their money, and how that has an influence on what's going on with the rates? Correct. Right. Right. So the last few years, it was two to one people and institutions putting money where they were putting it in stocks. No. Where, no. What part of the, what, technically, what kind of stocks? Like oh. what kind? Com- like. Where who just got nailed? Bitcoin, <laughs> oh, crypto, crypto, crypto. Right. So it, it was funny, and that, you know, I read an article about this not too long ago. Because um, last year, when the crypto world fell apart, right? When you know we were up to what sixty-seven thousand, seventy thousand dollars on Bitcoin. At, oh yeah, at, at it a, was for a minute seventy thousand. Yeah, it was high. It was seventy-two or something like that, and they were like, "It's going to a hundred, going to a hundred, and mm-hmm. guess where it went? 20. 20. <laughs> <laughs> now below. Um, but that's where I mean, hedge funds were putting their money in it. Everybody was two mm-hmm. to one, two every for every three dollars, two of it was going to crypto. Well, then that came back, and now and now you're looking at where you know a lot of a lot of companies last year just you know went into liquid. That's why right. you had the couple dips, the major dips, dips to the market where we all got down to what twenty eight thousand and some change, twenty nine thousand. Where we're at today, right around thirty three thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's people that still predict that we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna go to twenty six. So so that's where, you know, I look at it as we're likely to see some more dips this year. It's gonna be rocky. Sure. Twenty twenty four is you know, but let's face it you know i think there is some validity in uh it being more of a softer landing because as much as i hate to say it the mainstream media by doing what they have they always do is make bigger uh make a molehill into a mountain right right Right. um a lot of companies have moved into safe you know safer territory moving money out practices not crypto not crypto. Not yeah, crypto. No. no, but as far as like getting their finances in order for ready for this 2023. So there isn't this ginormous crash and like fall right. of the world. Is- so where are they putting that money then? Well, they're sitting in cash. They're sitting in a cash. Lot, a lot of couples. They're sitting in cash. Or they're putting it in safer. Yeah. They put it in the safe. The, the uh, you know, the typical person puts in the IRA. Companies yeah. are going to be putting into like they're going to, they're sitting in cash. They have a big cash reserve. Um, and they're putting more money into safe, such as bonds. You know, that's why the two-year treasury went up so much. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, they're putting more into safe places to keep their money with the with liquidity that they can get out with a safe mm-hmm. environment. And so 
let's face it, many, many, many people are still waiting for that big, big crash so that they can right. jump back in. And, you know, I, you know, feel the same way. So I don't know where it's really going to go. I think we you still have. don't know have, when to jump either. We still, yeah. have, no. we still have to see what the first quarter of 2023 is going to look like. So we're not going to know that for, you know, three more months, three right. and a half more months, right? For April is where we're going to see Q, uh <clears throat> Q1 results. We're lo- we're still waiting for Q4 results of 2022. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I mean to to circle back to what we started with is just because Wells Fargo did what they did uh, doesn't mean the whole mortgage industry is going to be dropping like that. No. I mean now I do I I think there are going to be some lower. Uh, some of the smaller mortgage companies that literally can't keep the doors open because they're right. just not enough market share for everybody to go around right now. Right. So, uh, you know, the ones specifically, the ones that, that, that popped up in the last few years, um, and then, you know, bankrolled during the refi boom and then didn't focus on doing purchase business. Right. Right. And then have the real, didn't have the, the, uh, loan officers that were focused on, uh, actual purchase in real estate. Right. So they were just like, oh, I can refinance everybody, make a grip of money. They did. And now, yep. now, they're, no, now they're out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all done. So I think that the main part of this is just to understand that. There's still good people in the mortgage industry and you can trust them. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yes. Specifically us. Uh, yes. Anyway, God. This guy. <laughs> right. right. Um, did, do you guys have anything to add to that? You know, I, I touched a little bit on, you know, some of the things that we can do right now, like two one buy downs. You know, that's, you know, I've had a number of people that I've talked to about it and done, and you know, where we got a rate of seven percent or six point seven five. Sure. And that first year we do a two year buy down or two point buy down. So that first year they're getting four point seven five percent. Well, so, you know, let's look at a three hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage that can make a couple hundred dollars about the difference on your payment. Sure. Right. Um, and then yeah, the next year is only one point. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be paid by the sellers. And guess what? We're certainly getting that right. We're now. getting, we're getting a lot of seller credits. And then along with the two one buy down, um, buying out your PMI policy yeah, up front, up front mm-hmm. you know, that can save you some, some money on your monthly payment as well. And then you never have to worry about it again. Right. 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 Um, Get a seller credit for that, bada bing, bada boom, your monthly right. payment can go down a couple hundred bucks. Right. So there's a lot of different ways. I mean, there's a, the the split policies. Uh, Arch has a great uh, program for that. So you pay a portion of it up front, and then mm-hmm. you have a portion of it monthly. Mm-hmm. So you cut down on your payments there. Um, and, uh, you know, with going back to the 2-1 buy-down, the point of that, and what, again, going back to we don't hold a crystal ball, no. but – there's a very good likelihood that, you know, rates are going to peak, you know, throughout this year, and then they're going to come back down. And it could be, you know, some predictions are early this year, and most of them are later June, July, towards yeah. the, I mean, after, you know, later in Q2, Q3, Q4. But um, I think the real consensus, consensus is 2024 is going to really stabilize and be back in that fives. And, and I would just kind of like to, to put to point this out there too though you know we these are just projections we don't 100%. have a, we don't have a crystal ball if you are somebody that does want to buy something and you know you were waiting 
all through 2022. Well, you found out that those projections we're still waiting. You know, the rates can do a ton of different things. Um, the best the best thing that you can do is just talk to somebody in the industry. Doesn't mean you have to buy right now, but just be connected to somebody. Hundred percent. Just be connected to somebody. Give, Give us their a opinion. call, email us, call us. We're just we're always happy to talk to you. Right. Yeah. All times. Right. Absolutely. And it's I, just a conversation. Yeah, and I feel like the conversations now are a lot easier than they were all last year. I yes. Mean, it's just I think, you know, it's it you talk about things normalizing a little bit and people starting to get like, you know, yeah. So I mean when things drop way low, I mean it's likely to never see that again. I mean no. can't not, say not never. I but, tell everybody probably not in our lifetime. <laughs> I won't say never, but probably not in our lifetime. Well, yeah, I mean it wasn't right. ever done before. Right. Um so it was pretty unprecedented for something like that. But uh, regardless, uh we still would love to speak with anybody, have any questions, just reach out. Um whether it's direct messages or whatnot. Um our future this year, we're gonna look at doing more uh video yep uh with um education educational videos um discussing what those programs look like Mm -hmm. um from a visual aspect and so forth and guys if you have an opinion on what's going on in the market and you know you and you want to share that with us please go ahead and we'll talk about it yeah well or yeah we'll talk about or leave a comment you know especially if you're watching this on youtube um because we love to discuss this stuff Absolutely. We love to discuss this stuff. And then tell us your opinion, too. Do you think that home prices are going to go up or down in 2023? I have my own predictions, but I want to wait a little bit to see what right. actually happens. Right. right. <laughs> nice. That's well, all I got, gentlemen. <laughs> and with that, we will close it out. Uh, thank you again. Uh, please reach out to us. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you. Perfect. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thank you.